people say ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon What's up everybody? It's Jesse Wayne Taylor here in Nashville, Tennessee With the My Pops Mr. Papa T What's, What's up? up? How you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited. I'm about to go spend some time in the in the deer stand this afternoon. I know you're excited to get out of here, so we're just going to impromptu this whole thing. Today. Impromptu, yeah. Impromptu, yeah. Is that like that? A, that, that means we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants. I thought that was like a improv. No, no, impromptu. It, it's a word. I don't know. I think you might have just made that one up. No, I'm, hang on. I'll look it up. Okay, look it up. That might be one of those Jeff Foxworthy redneck words. I definitely could with. be. I, I make up words all the time. Because I, I grew up saying some words that I found out weren't real. Okay, here I, I found it. Uh, it. It's an It can be a noun, a short piece of instrumental music, especially a solo, that is reminiscent of an improvisation. I can't believe you didn't know that. I was that about to say, I feel like music. I should, should definitely know that, but I, I guess I would have just said. Here we go. It's an adjective. Done without being planned, organized, or rehearsed. And 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 the example they put underneath there is an impromptu press conference. Mm, well, it probably it sounds we like could, you we, couldn't have picked could a better even, word to describe. Pull, yeah, you're right. And we could, I, I could even pull in the, pre, the president here. You could pull in the president. Like, I bet you he's done an impromptu press conference this week. I bet he probably See has. There? Man, I can't believe you didn't know that. Boy, I'm glad to know that private school education we paid for is paying off. You taught me something. And that doesn't happen every day. Not every day. And that doesn't happen every day. I'm not a very good teacher, that's for sure. So That's not necessarily true. Well, I, when it comes to teaching vocabulary, I'm not a very good teacher. Could be. I need to expand fair. my vocabulary. But I was a little bit impressed that I even knew that word. As a matter of fact, you had me questioning it. Maybe I didn't know what was what was going on. So, like lemons and limes. Lemons and limes. Well, that's another story. But you're have all dressed even, up. Uh, have we ever even told that one on here? I don't know. I it's feel kind like of embarrassing. you, you got to tell it though because it's hilarious. Well, it's and I'll tell you something about lemons and maybe even limes too. I would imagine if it's this about lemons, it might be that way about limes. But I'll wait till you're done telling the story. Well, so. all right, I'll tell it. It's like I said, it's embarrassing, but um. I, I'm 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 a fish. I I can be. I mean, you can tell me something, and I'm so gullible I believe it. You know, and I'll take it as gospel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if 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 it's just because I'm I'm just goofy and stupid, or if it's just because I, I've always been that way. You know, I mean, even when I was in high school, people were like, "Dude, you're such a fish. We can get you to believe anything." Right. You know. So, anyway. Your mom and I were in a grocery store probably 20, 25 years ago. And she picks up a, a lemon, okay, that was not fully matured. So about a third of the lemon was still green, and two-thirds of it was yellow. And she looked at it, she looked at, held it up, and she said, look. She said, you don't see these every day. She said, but this is a lime that hasn't fully matured into a lemon. And I said, what? She said, well, yeah, everybody knows that limes are baby lemons. And I just, she laid it back down, and I picked it up, and I looked at it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I'm 
I'm just flabbergasted. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm like I can't believe I didn't know this. <laughs> and then I got to thinking, well, you know, for years Sprite was the you know the lemon lime flavored drink, you know, and I'm thinking, well, maybe there's something to this. And I'm just standing there looking at, it, and this woman comes up next to me. And of course, I just can't let it go, you know. Woman comes up next to you, she's filling her bag full of produce, and I said, I'm 34 years old, and I did not know that limes were lemons that hadn't fully matured yet. And I said, look at that. <laughs> and the lady looks at me, and she says, oh, honey. And I said, what? She said, surely you don't believe that. And I said, why would I not believe it? My wife just told me, and I look back over my shoulder, and your mama is standing behind the bananas, and she is absolutely bent double, killing herself yeah. laughing. And this this woman who I was talking to just patted me on the shoulder, and she said, bless your heart, <laughs> and turned around and walked off. That is hysterical. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I fell for that. I can't believe I bit that worm, man. You know, yeah. I, but I'm a fish. Yeah. You know, if you tell me something, I'm going to believe it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was my story about the 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 line. Well, I told lemon. you something you didn't believe one time about the Granny Smith apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I. So yeah, but there again, that's one of those times where you taught me something that I probably should have already known, but I didn't know. I did. I know you shut you shut me you shut me down on that. Well, go Real ahead quick. and tell it. You got to tell everybody well, what we're talking about. I don't know what my deal is. All these stupid things that happen to me always happen in a produce section of a grocery store. So I don't. I I definitely don't need to go to the produce section of a grocery store if I'm going to try to. You know, dude, don't even act like y'all hadn't been using shipped since it came out. Dude, okay. <laughs> I, hey, the last two or three weeks I've been going doing the grocery shopping. I am proud of you. I, I can't I believe do, that. I, I, on Saturday, I thought y'all gave up on that ritual. No, I've started going back and doing my own grocery shopping. It saves us about twenty five percent when we do that. Well, one thing I know for sure is after being with you guys and seeing the groceries that got brought to the house every time shipped brought anything ever, it was never the best of what was there especially well, if it was produce it was always just the first thing that they could grab and it, there was absolutely no way in my mind like i i won't i would never order produce ever well again. now it all depended also depended on who your shopper was we've had some really good shoppers who picked out better produce than i could well you know, but with all that being said i've been i've been doing our grocery shopping in the last two or three weeks i didn't go yesterday because we we had what we needed, so I didn't go to the grocery store. But typically on Saturday, I go to the grocery store, and I do buy produce. But So the, the, the story about the apples, we were going to make the youth group at church was going to make uh, apple pies for the elderly in the church. I think we were also doing – maybe I'm wrong, but I think we were doing gingerbread houses too. I thought it was like a – Double. A combination type But I may thing. be making that up because anyway, that does feel like a lot of action for kids. It, it, I think it was just – I really do think it was just apple pies. It was It was your grade. It was your actual <clears throat> yeah. grade was going to do it. And what grade would you say you were in at the time? Seventh, eighth maybe. Okay. So anyway. We, straight up, it was at Brentwood Hills, so it would have yeah. had to be – yeah, because I guess we started when I was in sixth. So seventh, eighth. Probably. Yeah, okay. Seventh or eighth grade. So we, we stopped at the grocery store on the way up there to get a bag of apples. Everybody was asked to bring a bag of apples, and everybody and the church was going to take care of everything else, you know. 
And we had some ladies in the church that were going to be there to help and show us how to make these apple pies. And I, and I am pumped because I just know there's going to be at least one apple pie that's not going to turn out right and be fitting to, to, to give to an old person, and I'm going to get to eat it. So I also run through the ice cream aisle while I'm there and get me a half gallon of vanilla ice cream, okay, and take it and stick it in the freezer, willing to share, of course, you know, because I knew there's going to be some more daddies like me who's waiting for that one pie to come out, and they say, ah, we can't take this to sister so-and-so. We're going to have to eat this pie. Right. And there's going to be me and a couple of three other daddies sitting there saying, we volunteer. You know, so anyway, don't want to let it go to we go in. You go in the store with me. We're standing there in the produce section and you reach over and pick up a bag of Granny Smith apples. And I said, son, what are you doing? He said, I'm I'm getting a bag of apples. I said, those are green. You don't. You said, dad, these are Granny Smith apples. This is what you use in an apple pie. And I said, well, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Everybody knows you use red delicious apples in an apple pie. I was pie. about to say, if you don't say everybody knows everybody you, because you everybody. looked at me and you said everybody, everybody knows Everybody knows And I looked up and I said, that's not what my grandmama taught me when I was cooking. And I looked at you and I said, well, your grandmama's wrong. Okay, so here again, I can't let it go, right? Can't let I it can't go. let it go. Here comes this older lady, very nicely dressed. You can just tell this woman has had to. Had you? I bet she's baked a. Fa- you can just look at her. She looks like somebody you would put on the front of, of an pie. advertisement for a pie a box. apple pie, a pie yeah. box. Miss Pie. And I walked up to the. Uh, this lady walked by me, and I said, "Ma'am," I said, "Do you mind if I ask you a question?" And she said, "Well, not at all." I said, "Have you ever baked an apple pie?" She said, "Oh, honey." I can't tell you how many apple pies I've had to bake in my life. And I said, well, then I have a question for you. I said, what kind of apple do you use in your apple pies? And she says, oh, honey, said you. everybody knows you use Granny Smith apples <laughs> in apple pies. Everybody. And <laughs> everybody. And I'm standing there holding a bag of red delicious <laughs> apples. And I just take the bag of red delicious apples and I lay them down very gently, try, trying to hide them. And then she kind of eases around and she goes, well, maybe not everybody knew that you're supposed to use Granny Smith apples. So we went to church and I've never seen so many green Granny Smith apples in my life. Yep. And I felt like a complete idiot. You know, yes, that I sir. didn't know that. But so there you have it. Well, they're more tart and they 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 it hold their sense. they hold their um shape, I guess is the word. Like once they're cooked and everything, they're not as mushy. Yeah, but if you if you cooked a red delicious apple, it's gonna turn into nothing. I mean right. I, even without knowing I should have known that, mm-hmm. you know. But uh yeah, so the so I, at least I know now. If you anybody, know now, but if anybody asks, I can say everybody knows you use Granny Smith apple. Everybody knows. <laughs> That's right, dude. That's right. So I've had my I've had my fair share of uh, of uh, humbling moments mm-hmm. in the in the Grocer- produce section of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But the, the the bad thing about it is is I can't let it go. I always have to involve somebody else. It's almost like I have to say, you I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to ask an expert, mm-hmm. you know, and then the expert 
looks at me and says, like the first lady on the lemon lime thing, she's like, oh, honey, surely, surely you don't believe that. Right. You know, and then when I look over and see your mama cracking up laughing behind the bananas, I knew then I'd been had, you know. But your mama does stuff like that all the time to me. She'll tell me stuff just to see if I believe it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair. It's kind of funny, though. You're not supposed to make fun of people that ain't all there. It's kind of funny. You know, and that's what she does. She makes fun of me all the time. Stuff. And you know what else she does? She tells me stuff, and then I'll go, I didn't know that. And she'll say, well, I just told you. <laughs> or I told you this yesterday. She had me believing a few months ago I had dementia, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I'm slipping a little bit. I don't know. You know, but she, I love her, but, you know, she can be mean. She can pull some tricks. She'll pick on you. She'll pick bit. on you a little bit. Yeah. I don't think I knew that when we got married. But I don't I can't say that I'm surprised because her whole family will pick on you. If they don't love you, they don't pick on you. Yeah. You know, they're not gonna waste their time. Well, I sure got started getting picked on as soon as I got inducted into the the new family. Well, I mean I was getting picked on before them, but I mean all right, so you gotta stop and think. When we when your mama and I started dating, okay, to my knowledge, as she says she never ever went out on a date. The first date she went out on was with me, okay? And so I'm a tuba player in the band coming into a football family. Right. Okay. And I'm you know, I'm a little bit concerned about how I'm gonna be perceived, you know, when I come into this family. You know, how? I, what are we going to talk about? Because I knew nothing about football at that time, you know. I mean, I watched it while I was, in, you know, sitting in the band, but I was always talking to my, you know, my friends in the band and everything. But, man, I'm telling you the truth. You know, I found out real quick, if you can't take a joke, there's no need in you coming into the Johnson family because they are going to pick on you. If they don't, if they don't pick on you, then you're not liked. They're not going to waste their time picking on you if they don't like you. Yeah, well, I was talking more about Catherine picking on me than her family. Really, oh, but. oh, I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> I, I went a completely different direction. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just messing. It's been awesome since we got married. It's, it's just neither way. The well, the flu was terrible. We got hit with the flu. She got she got the flu just a couple days into our honeymoon, and unfortunately, she felt terrible the rest of the time. And what did you have? Did I you got have the it flu as too? soon as I got home. Yeah. As as soon as we got home, I went hunting the next day, and I started coughing in the deer stand and couldn't stop. And then still somehow saw like seven So she deer. got the flu like on the first day of y'all's honeymoon. It was maybe the – she probably started – she probably started feeling bad then, but by the second day, she was like, she was coughing. And then once she started coughing, I've, in the time that we've been together, I've never heard her cough. And you just couldn't okay. keep your hands off of her. Well, And then you, you came back and got sick. So, Well, I just have to say it's your honeymoon. You got to do what you got to do, brother. Yeah, well, you know, even if you're just walking you around in the same space, you're yeah. going to get sick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you only get one honeymoon. Yeah. So you got to make the best of it. I did hate that she was sick, though, because, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the beach, but not nowhere near as much as she does. Like, I mean, I know, I, after not, like, after 
playing guitar for 10 years and making as many sacrifices as I made to put myself in a position to be able to play guitar for a living and then have that taken away from me and not be able to do it for two years. And then now I'm getting to a point to where I can play guitar the other way and play pretty well and play for longer periods of time without having to stop because of my pain. I don't pretty much want, I don't want to do anything else besides that. Yeah. I mean, and, and outside of that hunting is about the only other thing that I want to do. Right. So their season started as soon as our honeymoon did. And as much fun as we had on our honeymoon, well, I was ready now, to get back and go do some deer hunting. I'm going to correct you on something. I'm just not a beach guy, is what I'm saying. Like I'm, we could have still, I, we could have still had a honeymoon back at home. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not a beach guy either. Because I, we talked about, and I do hate because we talked a little bit about waiting to do a honeymoon until after, like maybe we had a little bit more time to save up some money and do do something else than, instead of what we did. Um, and and ultimately, I was. I was really, and I, we still had a good time. Don't get me wrong. It just, it's really hard to have a good time when somebody's got the flu. And she had it bad, dude. And she yeah. still, she had an awesome attitude. Like, dude, I told her a few days after I got it. I was like, I don't know how you didn't complain a little bit more. <laughs> I said, I have been, I said, I have been miserable. And I mean, cause when it hit me, it hit me like a freaking truck. But, dude. but there again, she's not, she's not a complainer. Yes, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't complain. Well, I mean, around me, she's not a complainer. I, I don't know. You know, she didn't complain about it, and I think it's because she was just trying to really enjoy the, the best trip as much as she could. Yeah, because you know, I, any kind of traveling right now, unfortunately, puts me in locks my whole body up from my neck all the way down to my foot on the right side in way more pain than what I'm normally in if I'm having to do all that traveling. So. After traveling to Georgia and then traveling to Florida, and her being sick, you know we were well, we were both we were both really trying to find make the best of it. Well, so, did y'all eat some good food while you was there? We did eat some good. food. Did y'all eat anything crazy? Kind of off the wall. It's been a little bit, so I can't even remember everything that we ate. But I know we had like pizza and lots of seafood. We had some good crab cakes. We got to see Ooh, some. There was crab cakes. There's this place. I think it might have been called. I don't remember what the name of it was, but they had this jazz band that played there two nights while we were there, and they also had the crab cakes those two nights. And so we went both nights because Catherine loves crab cakes, and I have to admit these were probably some of the better ones I've ever had. All right, I got to say something here about Catherine. All right, now I I we've we've had this conversation before about crab legs. Okay. And she says, Oh, I love crab legs. Even one night we, we smoked some crab legs over here. And I I didn't I didn't know how to crack a crab leg. I mean I, I knew I mean I knew how to crack one, but I'm I'm not I'm not a big a huge seafood eater, you know? I mean, if it's there, I'll I'll try it, you know. Those crab legs were really good that night. But she was cracking them, dipping them in the butter and handing them to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, we went out to eat one night before y'all got married to a place that had, I don't remember how many, but they brought out a platter of crab legs. And y'all, Catherine ain't, she's not a very big girl at all. She's very petite. That girl eat every single crab leg on that plate. And they were piled up in front of her. I, I was amazed. 
I was like, where did, where did, where did that little thing put all that food? <laughs> where did she put all that food? And dude, let me tell you, if, if, if you don't think a skinny girl can't eat, you're wrong. They can lay it back. And buddy, let me tell you, she was putting back some crab legs that night. <laughs> I think, I don't think I've ever seen anybody enjoy a meal as much, except for maybe my daddy, when you fed him chitlins as Catherine did when she sat down and ate those uh, crab legs. Shitlins, dude. Man, I tell you, I love to I love to watch people eat that enjoy what they're eating and what and 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 just when they can really get into it, you know. And she, buddy, let me tell you, she was cracking them things just like oh, I was amazed, like a little ninja, I, like a ninja. Yeah, she was going at them like a ninja. Yeah, her uh, her nephew. I guess my nephew too. Now, little Jackson on our wedding vacation had a big old plate of crab legs that him and his mother shared. And I looked over at Catherine and I said, I didn't even know what crab legs were until I was daggum 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was like, my parents didn't even tell me. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even an option on the menu because crab legs are not cheap either. yeah no <laughs> no I, the only thing i knew what they were was chicken tenders french fries and cheeseburgers <laughs> like, i was like i didn't even know crabs had legs and a little sucker was over there just eating like a king and i, I was like oh my gosh he's funny though i love that little oh boy. he is and those kids were awesome man they were so good on that on that on that trip it was a beautiful wedding i don't think it could have turned out any better I, you know we had the florence morning, acted up during the pictures there for a minute but well, she's three. jackson uh yeah she's three i was 50 it's okay i was 54 i, I, I wanted to act up a little bit myself dude i can't wait till she gets married it's gonna be so fun for me i'm gonna have a blast i'm gonna squall there in every one of them pictures <laughs> i'm gonna pitch a fit <laughs> Heck, by that time, I'll be so old, I might even mess my drawers on <laughs> Somebody will be having to change my diaper outside. I'll be saying, sorry, Florence. Yeah. <laughs> I'll oh, be showing man. her pictures from my wedding and I say, think you, now I, you understand. I think you will have forgotten all about that by then. Uh, we'll see. I think you'll have forgotten all about I that. I don't know. I think I'm going to. I think that sounds pretty fun to me. I don't know. I might. I might still have to cut up a little bit. You might. Have, you might have to stay, do like your daddy did and just stand there and just take it and smile when you're told to smile. Button your jacket when you're told to button your jacket. Unbutton your jacket when you're told to unbutton your jacket and just stand there and smile. I did. I definitely did. I think the pictures went fine. I'm just. I saying, can't wait to see them. Oh yeah. I'm just saying. I love Florence, and I can't wait till she gets married because I'm gonna squall at her way. <laughs> hey, but she did a good job coming down the aisle and everything, though. She did. She did a great job. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she and Jackson both did. They sure did. I was proud of them. They sure did. Jackson didn't lose my rings. Man, this has been a this has been a a month for weddings. I mean, we had your wedding the twenty first of September. Then I had a nephew who got married on the sixth of October of october or the set the seventh of october and then i got a had a niece who got married the 13th of october mm -hmm. so in the last four weeks we've been to three weddings it's a lot it's it's i don't think i've ever been to as many weddings in a month as 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 we have this year yeah yeah we didn't know that those were happening when we planned ours and i'm sure they didn't know that ours was happening when they planned theirs either but they did we all decided that that was the month. Well, I'll tell you what. October's a pretty month to have a wedding. It really is. Yeah, all it's of nice. them, all of them I unfortunately didn't get to go to Zeebs, but they all turned out 
from what I understand, that one turned out well too. Oh yeah, yeah. You couldn't ask for better. I was. That was when I had the flu. It was terrible. <clears throat> yep. Yep. You can't go to a wedding when you got the flu. No, dude. I, I mean, it had been a week since I had gone to the doctor at that point, but I was still coughing my brains out. So yeah. like, there's I would have coughed the whole time, and there's no even. I just there's no way I couldn't have been. There's no way I wasn't contagious still then. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, watching Catherine eating the crab legs, man. I don't like I said, I don't think I've ever seen anybody enjoy a meal except for maybe my daddy when he was eating fried chitlins. Well, I don't think she got crab legs on the honeymoon. I think we just got the crab cakes. Um, but we did eat well and it was a great time even though she was sick and I just hated that because like I guess what I was trying to say earlier is not that I don't enjoy the beach, but like I would have been I was I wanted to go on that trip to see her get to enjoy the beach. Yeah. I didn't really care that much about it. I was going to have a good time with it. But, like, since she couldn't enjoy it the last three days, that just kind of sucked, you know? Like, luckily I was able to go get a massage that one day, and she was able to go do some shopping. And But, yeah, it just – that was a a terrible, terrible timing with that. Um, But we were very fortunate and with everything being pretty. So we still got to enjoy ourselves as best we could. And I'm – do you know how old I was when I first in when I first realized that I could enjoy the beach? Mm-mm. I was probably about forty or forty two, and we went to the beach one year and we decided we had a little bit we had we had a little disposable income. We decided we were going to look and see how much it was going to cost to get beach chairs, right? That are already set up with the umbrella on them, you know. And we, that year we did beach chairs. I had more fun at the beach that year than I had all the times that I'd ever gone before because you didn't have to carry all the crap down there. You know, all you had to do then was just carry your cooler. You know, everything else was there. And it was set up for you. And if you got sun on you and you didn't want sun on you, just tell the guys, they'll come over and move your umbrella for you. That is when I decided then that I could enjoy the beach. Now they're going away from the big beach chairs into these little, I don't know what you call them, little wick, like a wicker, not not wicker, but a, it's a, it's a smaller beach chair because of the sea turtles. They take them up at night so the sea turtles can migrate, mm-hmm. and, you know. And those chairs, they're terrible. I can't even get in and out of the things. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, well, this really stinks. I can't sit in those chairs. I don't like those chairs, and they hurt my back. What am I going to do? Then I realized I can carry my own fat boy chair. Yeah. So we just pack it up in the car. I take it down there. I set it up underneath. I love how you, you you're like, this is such a wonderful idea. I figured it out. Another thing I have to carry to the beach. I know, right? But right, but you know, with these these chairs <laughs> they make now, you know, they've got these straps. You can just put it over yeah. your arm. You put your cooler on one side. You put your chair on the other side. Yeah. You go down there, and you you don't have that thing cutting into the side. I will of your say legs. this, Catherine and I, when we went to the beach, we talked about that because I was like, I I can't be out there and in the sun for very long. No. First of all, because I hate sunscreen. I hate wearing it. I hate how it smells, and I genuinely don't believe that it's actually as healthy for us as it is as it is sold to us. And so I, I just hate I hate putting it on. And uh, I knew we would need some sort of shade. Didn't know if we had chairs. 
And then I asked her, and she said, no, we don't. I said, well, we had her chairs that we brought, but, like, we didn't have, like, beach chairs with an umbrella that came with us. Right. So we were walking through Walmart, and we happened to see those, like, they're not tents, but they're, like, canopies, right? Like a four-legged yeah, canopy. Right. And uh, it was only 50 bucks, and it wasn't the heaviest thing in the world. And I said, let's just get this. And I said, I've kind of wanted to have one anyways, just to have one. I was like, heck, we could use it at our place outside during the summer if it gets like. You're cutting out. Well, it's like, yeah, for somebody that did this to us last time. I don't know what the deal is. We'll figure it out. But um, regardless, I said, I would. that's something we can reuse. And we can definitely at least take it to the beach with us every time we go after this. Yeah. I said, let's just go ahead and get one. So we got one. And I set it up the first day, which, or we we set it up. It's not like, I ain't. Cause she, if she'd have heard me say that, she just said we. Or, <laughs> you you set it up, and I'd be like, God. Damn. So yeah, we set it up, and uh, <clears throat> welcome to married life. Yeah, and uh, it took a few minutes to get it set up the first day, but once we had it set up, and it gave so much shade. Now the shade, like obviously, it moves. So you kind of got to move your chairs that you're in as the shade moves. Yeah, but. It gave so much shade, and then one of the coolest features, okay, of this whole setup, right, was the people in front of us, they gave me this idea, and I honestly should have thanked them, but I hate sandy beach towels. I hate it. Yeah, I'm not a, I don't like sandy. I hate, yep. I hate putting my towel down on the sand. That's not my game. Don't like it. These jokers had their towels hung up in the railing of their canopy. Yeah. And I was like... This is genius. Yeah. Not only does it keep the sand off, but it dries the towel. And it gives you a little more shade. Everything. Exactly. More yeah. shade. It like blocked it in from the side. So, dude, that was that was one of my favorite discoveries on the beach. And I thought I'll probably enjoy going to the beach more. Unfortunately, I got sunburnt pretty like worse than I've been burned in a while down there. Cause like she can't go and stay for two hours and leave. She has She's to go stay, stay all for day. Six. Yeah. And I just can't do that. And I knew, well, ultimately, I was kind of in a situation where I was like, yeah, I could go back to the room. But if I go back to the room, I can't shower because she's going to be ready to go in an hour, an hour and a half. And then I'm going to have to go back down and help her carry all the stuff up. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like one of those, I was like, I'm just going to stay. But, dude, we bought a long sleeve shirt for me the second day. And I was burnt, but, like, not that bad the first day. Yeah. Bought the long sleeve shirt. Yeah. I wore the long sleeve shirt and was burnt. When I got back in that day, I so wore that the sun was wearing you I out. I was then. burnt with that dang shirt. I didn't take it off hardly at all. Oh, I guess okay, that was it. I took it off while I was under the tent, and part of me thinks that the light was like reflecting off of the sand and still like yeah, burning my. Was the and, wind was the wind blowing that day? Um, it was, and un, and yeah. that could have been that wind, too. You can get wind burnt. It could have definitely been that too. And, un, and I will say this: unfortunately, I have not been able to with everything i've been dealing with i haven't been outside much at all in the last two years period yeah. like last year i was outside less than i have been this year yeah and i'm just like i'm as wide as a ghost right now yeah not, not i guess not after that the wedding and everything but before i was just pale buddy mommy m mom mentioned it probably 20 times <laughs> <laughs> about how pale you were yes <laughs> i was like thanks mom and she made, she just laughed like that. Well, I had a farmer's tan. <clears throat> you know, I don't hardly ever do I go outside without you know even at the beach. I always unless I'm in the water, I always wear a shirt. 
I mean, because who wants to see this? You know. Well, I definitely am in the long sleeve shirt game from here on out for sure. And see, I will, I, don't know I will about never a long sleeve shirt on the beach. I just ugh. guess what? I didn't know about it either, but I got one at Walmart, and it was kind of like a. I wouldn't say it's like totally water repellent, but it really took a while for the water to actually soak into that shirt. And yeah. then once it did, when I took it off, it dried out very, very quickly. But this shirt, dude, the best part about it, and this is why you'll probably love it, I could wear that shirt into the water and like it was almost like having a wetsuit on because as soon as I went into the water, it like stuck to me, yeah, right? Right. And so the water would like come up to my waist and my chest and I couldn't feel how cold it was because the shirt was there blocking it and it like let me warm up to the water. Like it, We need to find out what kind of fabric that is and we need to make men's bathing suits out of that. Dude, yeah. Because I'm telling you, when that cold water hits the boys, it's bad. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like it, it – it, it, I, I don't know what happens to you when you get older. <clears throat> Used to it didn't bother me at all. I'd jump in that cold ocean and just go and just go to town. Didn't bother me at all. But as you get older, man, whoo, yeah. When that water hits, I can't help but scream like a little girl. You know, it just it does something to me. I don't know. But we need to find out what kind of fabric that is, and we need to get us some bathing suits made out of that. Make it happen. Yeah. Well, it felt like having a wetsuit on, so I personally am probably going to wear a long sleeve shirt. And also, like, I I have a feeling if I wore it that first day and didn't get that initial burn, I probably would have been fine the rest of the trip. Yeah. And so I'll probably from now on have that shirt with me on the beach, period. So long sleeve shirts on the beach. I still don't know how I feel about that, but I'm I'm willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. I'm always willing to try it. You might need to try it. I think you might like it. I think you might like it. (coughs) Sorry, I got a frog in my throat this morning. It's okay, dude. It is okay. Allergies have been bad this year. It's been one of the worst years I think I've ever seen with allergies. Well, for y'all didn't go to Florida too, but for us, that was another thing too. Like, we definitely had allergy stuff the week before because we got to Georgia, and yeah. then that was kind of like jacked with everybody. And then we got, then we went, turned around, and went to Florida, and that messed with us. And then we but got you a, know, usually when I go to Florida, of course, y'all had, you know, you had the flu going around. But usually when I go to to the ocean anywhere, my sinuses clear up, and I think it's because of the salt water. That you definitely know could be a thing, especially if you're at least if you're getting in the water and like getting, getting wet, water, it's like yeah. completely. It helps, helps my allergies. It seems. Yeah. But uh, then, heck, I got back, got well, and then we had a group of veterans come to town, and then we had a – there was a trip that uh, Brett had planned for a handful of riders to go. We went and worked with um, an organization called Got Your Six, um, and they pair support dogs with veterans and first responders – and so we went to write some songs with the crew that was going through the program at the time. And, did well, I guess uh, before I get into that, I should say, didn't know I was doing that. We had somebody else that was supposed to go do it, and they couldn't last minute. And yeah. so that uh, they asked if I could go join the trip as well. So that turned in this past week has just been a – it's been a busy one, so but it's, it's been a lot of your, fun. Got Your Six is the name yes. of the organization? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, the cool the cool thing about it, and I didn't even realize this until we left, I think, and that was the fact that the dogs that they had with them, they had just gotten two weeks before. No kidding. Didn't know what dog they were getting. 
They really? just showed up and got a support dog. How crazy is that? That is that's nuts because you. It, I I didn't know I don't know anything about the process for that. I've I, seen people with support dogs. Well, before. I'm I'm now I'm I'm learning a little, especially with all of the veterans that I've worked with in the last couple of years. I've interacted with lots of service dogs, and now getting to go do that program, um, I, I've just been around a little bit more. I've been learning more about it, and it was just that that particular program was just cool to me, or that part of the program was really cool to me that they didn't even know. They knew they were getting a dog. They didn't know what dog they were getting until they got there, and then they paired them up, and it was almost – the way that it was said to me, it was almost like it was – like the dogs had kind of already been trained, and it was their time to get trained to be with the dogs. Okay. okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was so really So they good. trained the dogs. Then the veteran shows up. They pair the veteran with the dog, and then the veteran gets trained how to be with the dog, like give, how to give the commands and things like that. Is that right? Am that's what. That's right? kind of what I understood. Yes. <clears throat> so if if my friends from Got Your Six happen to be out there listening, and you're like, "That's not right, Jesse." Just let me know, and I will absolutely let them call correct me. And we'll yeah, talk about yeah, it. Chat with me. I, I, will, I will. I will gladly correct myself because unfortunately, we didn't get to spend a lot of time down there with them. And when we were there, we were kind of focused on doing the songwriting and right, everything right. with with the groups. But, I, but, but let me ask you a question: What kind of dogs did they have? Were they all like German Shepherds? Dude, or this were... is the craziest part. <laughs> this is the craziest part. There was like five dark black poodles. No kidding. Like, five, hold on, I've got a picture. I'll pull it up on my phone because they tagged me in it this morning. But there was like black labs, chocolate labs, golden labs. Now, see, when or I, yellow labs. When I, I think of a, a support dog, I, I guess I'm thinking more along with canine dogs that you see with police officers. And most of them are German shepherds, and I guess that's what I was thinking. But I never would have thought about a poodle. Okay, so unfortunately, I guess the. The zoomed in, yeah. If you if you scroll to the, I guess the right, whichever way, you can see the close up pictures of the of the individual groups, and there was like five dark black poodles. That is crazy. It was so funny. If one of them barked, the other ones did too. That is cr- that's nuts. Wow. And those dogs are standing. Man, they're standing in attention. They're they're. I, I tell you, the, 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 those animals amaze me. Mm-hmm. They absolutely amaze me at what they can do. Well, um, there was a bunch of a bunch of really sweet and pretty. Look, there's a white poodle right there. I told you it was just it was just poodles for days. It wow. was I couldn't believe it. Um, but of course, that gave me plenty of opportunities to talk about Charlie. Um, but it it was a good time. We so when we got down there. Um, Brett, our program director at Creative Vets, years ago, he put together a class and has been going to do this all over the country with different programs, mm-hmm. right? And so whenever we show up to a new program, he teaches a class. And uh, so he kind of breaks down the basics of songwriting, kind of tries to get people warm up. And like we're talking like basic basics. And... um we went through that. Then they had the the lady that runs the program there. She split that big group up. It was like 12 people, and they split them up into um, how, I guess, yeah. Would have been four people in three groups, so we had 12 okay. people. Um, and uh, then they kind of got to talk about their ideas and just 
get to have that opportunity warming up to each other. Because obviously this is like a lot of times we're talking about writing about our trauma too. It's not necessarily, right. uh, you know, can, can you just write a song? It's it's writing song about your trauma for therapy, right? Right. right. And so a lot of times that first evening, it's kind of hard to get people to talk and like really open up. And um, But that's what it's there for. So we show up the next day. And they had the groups broken up. We walked around, talked to the different groups, heard their ideas. And then we split up into the groups that we were writing with and just took off. Um, and So how many songs did y'all write while y'all were? We ended up having three total songs. Three one, total songs. one song per group. <coughs> Start to finish. Start to finish, yeah. Wow. And you never know how long that's going to take. It might take, with a group like that, of people who are not like consistent songwriters on a regular basis. Yeah. Definitely could take longer. Um, anywhere, seriously, any, anywhere from like two to six hours is, is where that kind of situation could go. Right. Six hours. You don't ever want, you don't want it to take that long. Yeah. But with that many people's ideas and stuff like that, there have been situations where that has happened before. Fortunately, that was not our case this week. Um, we were we were able to hop in there, and it was like the songs just fell out. And then when we got up to perform them, they were three really really good songs. I thought they were three really really great, great. songs. Yep, we uh, there was another songwriter named Joel Shoemake who was down there with us, and um, and then we had Sky Claire who was with us, and we performed the three songs a piece. Or I guess we we performed. Each of us performed the song we wrote there with the groups, and then we performed two more songs just to kind of, you know, put on a little show while we were there doing it. And yeah. It was a lot of fun. I had a, a <laughs> lot of really, really great responses um, from the people that were working in my group after we performed, telling us, you know, how much it meant to them. And then same deal with people in the other groups. Yeah. And, and the – it just felt like a really, really awesome trip all the way around, and it was definitely quick, and I am sure we will be going back because I think that was the first one we had done with them, and uh, I think they, they seemed to really enjoy what they saw and what what they got out of it. So people hear you talk a lot about the songwriting end of things, and, of course, you know we've seen the, the artwork that, that they do, but they're expanding too, right? Aren't they doing more classes? creative vets it seemed like i saw something on there about a yoga class maybe or absolutely uh, <clears throat> there's definitely been yoga classes going on and they are expanding so much in the the fact that i probably need to catch up on all the expansion yeah. myself right right um because yeah yeah it's just rocking and rolling every day so then, from what i can see you know what it started out was it was expressing your trauma through artwork, songwriting, playing a musical instrument, things like that. And now they're starting to expand where it becomes way more inclusive, where somebody who comes in and, and doesn't have, doesn't want to, doesn't want, basically doesn't want to learn a musical instrument or something, but they can do something else. It's almost like we're trying to, we're trying to have more things for more people in this program. It's definitely all art. Is, I mean, well, that you got to like, that's been, that was a big part of the program for a long time. That's been a big part of the program, yeah. but the yoga is definitely new. You are right about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to, I feel like there's one other thing like that 
like it's almost kind of crafts based that's happening more monthly, but ultimately I don't have that memorized. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> you right. got to check it right. on the website and right. check the email. Um, because I am, I'm working off of a list of veterans and, and I just get to them as quickly as I possibly can. And that's kind of where my head is at most of the time. Right. Um, so yeah, but we've got our 10 year gala coming up. And or wow, gay, have they been in look? town ten years? <laughs> However you say it, yeah, ten years. Yeah, wow. It's on mom's birthday, I December ninth. I, I I knew that that there was something coming up on her birthday, but I can't believe I've known Richard Casper for ten years. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you it's don't been that long. maybe have known him for ten years, but they've been doing that for ten years. And, yeah, because I met him after he's started. Okay, know, so. okay, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a while, and. uh that's going to be exciting, and I'm just looking forward to next year. I've have been doing, they? Do, do you know if there's any data out there as to how many songs have been written or how many people have been through the program or anything like that's that? That's kept. I don't know it off the top yeah. of my head, no. I know that I have written songs with over, right now, somewhere. I've done one-on-one songwriting sessions with like 105 veterans. Is that right? Uh-huh. Wow. So I've got at least 105 songs that I've done with veterans through are you keeping up are you keeping a record with that yep you Send need everything to. in we all do yeah i mean yeah, you need to yeah no it's definitely happening because somebody asked me the other day they said how many weddings have you how many weddings and how many funerals have you done and i said you know i don't know i'd i'd have to sit down and count i really wish i'd kept a record of all the people you know all the weddings that i performed all the funerals i performed how many people i'd baptized i mean you know i, I have people come up to me now and say you know, you baptized me when I was 14 years old and I'm, I, I remember them being in our group or coming yeah. to our group or something like that, but I really don't remember the actual, you know, baptism end of things, you know, but uh, yeah. So keep a record. You will certainly be glad one day when you can go back and you can look and see. Well, fortunately it has been part of my job to keep a record the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should have been mine. I wish I, I wish I had. So done I've it. got, I've got a record of everything. Um, but I will say now it's, it's been a, it's been an awesome thing. And, and then also it's kind of frustrating for me as a person. Um, I've just gotten an opportunity to work with a lot of really awesome people and it's just, starting to be a lot yeah. of really awesome people. And right. it's hard to remember, like you said, names and specifics and things of that nature. And luckily these meetings that I have are tied back to songs. So if I, if I do, you know, like if I think of a name and I'm like, what song was that, that I wrote with them, I get to go back and I get to listen to that. And it does bring back a lot of the conversation right. that we had, right? which is great. Um, <clears throat> but I am, I am, starting to wish that I would have taken pictures like a virtual because I mean most of the people that I work with I've done virtually but just like at least snap a picture of them to keep in that file too so I know what everybody's face looks that like that would be you know? cool because I mean ultimately yeah that's just the one thing that I haven't been able to really cre- keep record of I could absolutely have someone come up to me now and say hey we wrote that song together and me at, until they say that me know not know who they are so at you all. said you've written a, how many a hundred was it 105 is that what yep. you said 105 that's just the one-on-one songwriting <clears throat> sessions that I've done I've done some of the you've some done of some the group, group writing group sessions writing too. sessions yeah. too wow mm-hmm. that's amazing it's been cool that's, man that's crazy oh I know I bet it's been life-changing for you 
for sure. And we'll uh, eventually maybe try to have a couple of those people on here to talk. And I mean, I have kept all of the work tapes, so yeah. it'd be kind of cool to maybe play some of those and have some people. That would be. Us. I would love. To, I would love that because every time, every time I've been to a creative vets event, and and I've talked to a veteran, I've I've taken something away from that person. That 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 they they have said something to me that is has has changed the way I feel or look at life or, you know, maybe I'm going in there and I'm just I'm like I, I'm bummed out. I'm just having a bad day. You know, a, a woe is me kind of day. And then I go in and I meet one of these veterans who sit there and they they tell me, you know, about their experience. And they're, not while they're telling it, but you can also see them having other conversations with other veterans and they're laughing and they're talking. And, and you know, I'm just like, <clears throat> Travis, you just, need to, you just need to suck it up, mm-hmm. you know. It, it it ain't that bad. You, it's going to be fine, you know. Um, so yeah, I can I can see how being being with those folks would be life changing. And thank God for them, man. I mean, you know they 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 are they are why we get to do what we get to do in this country, mm-hmm. you know. And if it weren't for them, heaven knows what what kind of trouble we'd be into, you know. Yeah, dude. So yeah, so I a think lot of them, having them on here would be great. I would say. Mm-hmm. Most of them suffer way more than you would imagine. I would say you're probably right. On a regular basis, mainly because they don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. Yeah, it's been a very, very enlightening experience for me, and I've gotten an opportunity to make, I feel like, 105 new friends. And they've all been, you know, I I can't say – all of them has been as nice to me as <laughs> there was a couple of them that maybe wasn't wasn't as friendly, but you know everybody's everybody's a little different and everybody's going through stuff and I do my best to to try always try to, at the end of end of every single session the goal is to have a song that helps them in some shape form or fashion, right? And then hopefully to have made the point gotten the point across to them that that is something that they can do and it is absolutely attainable it is not that hard and it's something that they can use for themselves as a therapeutic outlet for the rest of their life yeah and then it's something they can teach their kids how to do yeah that's something that's been really cool to me too is seeing people who learn how to do it and then turn around and teach their kids how to do it too. right and i wouldn't say there's been a ton of those but there have been some of that and that just fires me up so much um because it's been, I mean, it's what it's always been for me. I mean, because you know? we, we sit here and we talk about what that the, the actual veteran goes through and how they're dealing with their trauma, but <clears throat> it, it expands beyond that. It expands to the spouse, the parents of that oh, individual, yeah. the children of that individual. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you talk about one person who, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's that way in a lot of situations. If you've got someone dealing with some sort of a, of trauma that they've experienced in their life, <clears throat> then that expands throughout their family. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just you just saying, well, that's just one person going through something. No, it's 10, 12, 15 people mm-hmm. going through the same thing. A know? lot of times those people in their lives too, 
the veteran most of the time feels like they don't understand them and even if they want to if even if they want to help them and are trying to help them sometimes they don't know how to actually help them and right. sometimes them trying to help them frustrates the veteran even more and right. makes the whole situation even worse right so ultimately creative vets i've learned is just a really really amazing place where people who are suffering can show up and sh- and show how they are suffering right. through some qu- kind of artwork, and they can put it there, and they can leave it there, and they can talk about it. They don't have to talk about it. Right. But they can show up, and they can do that, and then they meet all of these amazing people who are suffering as well. Right. And they realize they don't have to suffer together, and they're not suffering together, and they actually have this really big family of people that are all suffering. It's like and a new family. 100%. Yeah, like a new family. People 100%. they can lean on. Yep. People they can text in the middle of the night. Yep. You know? And it and I've just felt really lucky to be a part of that group. It really seems to be like some of the best people on the planet. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It really, really is. Well, <clears throat> you told me before we started that we had an hour because you're headed to you're headed to a spot to, to try to slaughter a deer this afternoon. I am. I've got my, my bear archery adapt. Bow and arrow out there in the car, and I'm going to go try to find me one. Well, There's not much meat left in the freezer. And uh, after everything I have been seeing lately about, which this is something that even back when I started eating like a vegan and ate like a vegan, this was something that I thought of deeply about back then. And it's something that I still think deeply about, and that's the quality of the meat that we get from stores and from bigger farms in general i just there's a big part of me that doesn't trust it mainly because like a lot supermarkets weren't even a thing until like the 40s or 50s or something like that so like you know i start asking myself all the questions like where did people get all of their food from before that right and Mm -hmm. they either grew it themselves or they went out and got it or there were local farms that that grew right you know animals for them to go get and so it definitely um i have now, th- shout out to my cousin Tim Gore for teaching me how to process my own deer because um, the first three that I that I took down, I took to a processor, and it was filthy, and the quality of the stuff that I got back was not good. And honestly, at that point, I kind of was convinced that I didn't like deer meat. Yeah. But Tim convinced me that if if we processed it, like he did it, I would I would like it. And he was so right. And once I had a whole year to to cook deer and and like learn trial and error, you know, the best ways to cook it, man, and you know me, I got it figured out now. It didn't take but a year. But I've got it figured out. I know exactly what I want in the freezer this year and I know exactly what I want to eat for the rest of the year. And like honestly, um like I could I could very well like not need to eat any other meat outside of that if I if I really wanted to yeah I, I it, it's a commitment to do that yeah but it wouldn't be much it wouldn't be any more of a commitment outside of eating like a vegan yeah you know just being like but ultimately I say I, I say that to say too another thing I started thinking about the other day is like I watched a video that this guy hunted a rabbit and ate it and was like dang it kind of tastes like chicken I was like dude 
man, maybe I need to get my butt out in the field and go snag me some rabbits. Because I mean, well, I man, love chicken, I but like the chickens that we have these days, <coughs> they they were that that worries me because they were not that big. They were not as big as they are today, and and like the conditions that most chickens, I would say, more so than other animals because they're so small. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just I just know that those deer live a really really awesome happy life out in the woods, and they've got to be eating better food than what these animals that we're that are that are being fed to just become fat right animals. You know what I'm saying? And right. like, and then they're all also pumped with like um freaking you know medicines and crap to keep them from getting sick and dying right and we're just eating all of that and i i don't think that the deer are getting as much of bad things in their body as as all of all of these other animals are and so um i've just become very 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 passionate about it as you can imagine like i i i love cooking it I never, when I ate like a vegan, I never ate like a vegan because I didn't think that you should eat meat or animals. I ate like a vegan for three days because I thought, I want to do that to tell everybody how awful it was. Mm -hmm. There's no way I can do it for three days. And I did it for three days and I lost three pounds and I thought, well, good gosh, maybe I can do this for two more weeks. Yeah. And then I just kept doing it and decided to keep doing it because I saw unbelievable results. Right. And, um... I also, during that time, was not going... Before that time, I did not... I didn't have anybody teach me how to deal with the deer, so I was nervous to to shoot a deer. I didn't want to shoot a deer and not get all the meat or, like, handle it right and, like, ruin the meat. I didn't want that situation to happen. Right. So I went hunting. You got me that gun when I was, like, what, 16, 17 years old, something like that? So I went hunting some. Is that the one you shot the truck with? It is. Yeah. I forgot about that story. Yeah. I forgot about that story. Yeah. You shot a truck. I did shoot my truck with thirty out six. Yeah, you I was sure shooting did. I was shooting across the bed. Yeah. And I did This is shoot a brilliant a, this is brilliant, by the way. Folks. I didn't well, if you're gonna shoot across the bed, <clears throat> get in the bed and lean up against the side of the bed that's further away. Don't shoot from one side of the bed across because you're going to hit the top of it. You're going to hit it's the top happen. of it. So I come in from work one day, and I walk past your truck, and I thought, you know, you've seen these little decals people buy. It's a great story time. for me to be the NRA country artist of the I month. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Why did they Which not we ask forgot. you? To... We didn't even say anything about we'll, that. But... We'll talk about that next time. But but we we you got to – I mean – People need to hear this story just so if that ever comes up again, you get to tell them about how you shot your truck. Well, we had it. We had a milk jug across the field, and uh, yeah, I just needed a good brace, and and that felt good. And it was the the milk jug was placed to where I mean it was literally right above. Like I mean, it was almost like it was sitting on top of the truck. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I'll shoot over it. Nah, dude. I shot right so through I the top of from, it. I come in from work one day, and it's like, he's, you know, you've seen people get these little decals that, that they put on the side of their car. It looks like it's been shot. looks like a bullet it hole. It looks like a bullet hole. And I come through there, and I, I'm walking by, and I went, Jason, what is he doing? He just got one decal on there. That looks crazy. And then I ran my finger across <laughs> it, and I went, oh, my gosh. I like to cut my finger <laughs> wide open. That's real. It did have, like, a sharp edge It to did. It. And I come, in, I come in the house, and I'm looking. You know, I'm, I'm like, well, I didn't cut myself. I'm good. And so 
you came downstairs and I said, Hey, I got a question. So what's that? And I said, did you shoot your truck? And you went, uh, maybe. And I said, well, either you did or somebody else did because you got a bullet hole in the side of the bed of your truck. <coughs> yeah. And you told me the story. So it was pretty, it was pretty sick looking too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, bullet hole in the car and you could have made all kinds of stories about that too you yeah know? i did you know but the 30 out six went straight through it it put two holes to the side <laughs> of that truck so <laughs> what was i even saying before that happened i was t- in the middle of telling oh, something and then you gosh. cut me off with that i you what you said i bought you at 30 out six when you're about 16 or 17 years old yeah anyways i was talking about eating and all that <clears> stuff <throat> we can get into that another time but one thing i did mention while we were cutting up there I am the NRA the NRA Country Artist of the Month, and uh, my friend Lisa Supernall did a, a write-up with me, and they've got it out in That's there. That's for the American, month of November, right? I think I'm October. Are you October? Okay. Yeah, so um, it's out in all of the American Hunter magazines and everything, and if you if you just type in Jesse Wayne Taylor and NRA, it'll, it'll be the first thing it's you see. It's a great article. Give it a little spin for us. And hey, even I got a shout-out in that article. You did. I we, did. The podcast I, yeah. got a shout-out. Yeah. I gave my cousin Tim Gore a shout-out for teaching me shout how to how to uh, process those deer, man. It was really cool. Lisa made my day when she asked me um, to do that. And, yeah, I'm just real proud of that, man. If my if my old boss, Gary Semanchik, was still alive. God rest his soul. I would march into his office. <laughs> with that article in that magazine and, throw it on his and desk. i would smack it on that sucker's desk and i'd say you give me a raise right now big boy i wished i wish so bad i could have done that um anyways i guess we will cut out on that um you know we're me and papa t are some gun lovers going way back and i'm super proud um to have gotten asked to be that and i'm proud that they talked about me and all the the work I've gotten to do with with my songwriting in the last couple of years, and and then also talking about this podcast. That was really cool. That was yeah. kind of when when we first started talking about this. That was that kind of stuff is stuff that I dreamed of. So I'm I'm really excited about that, and I'm excited to keep doing this. And uh, I'm real excited to go hop in the woods and see if I can find me a deer here in the next few minutes. Well, maybe you will. I'm going to have to, if I don't stop and talk to grandmama for a few minutes, too, she'll be real ticked off at me. So You don't want a ticked off grandmama. So I, I got to shave a few minutes out of the stand for that, too. Um, but thank you guys for listening, as always. We really appreciate it. Make sure you download it and like it and share and comment on on Facebook and Instagram and all the social medias. Make sure you share this with your friends and family. I've been hearing a lot that it's it's a lot of fun to listen to on on the way to and from vacations or work. So let her spin. Y'all. Let her spin, and we appreciate y'all listening to us. And and again, make comments. Uh, if you, if if you know of a certain story or something that you've heard one of us tell and you want us to tell it, uh, you know, we might need to be reminded of that. We but, might not tell you it, know, <laughs> but we might not tell it either. Yeah, we might. We ain't gonna tell every you, story. As ever you can told, tell, but. we're pretty much an open book. I mean, we make complete fools of ourselves on here. So you know, we we don't mind we don't mind telling the story here and there that that uh, we're where we're the butt of the story. That's for sure. But. Uh, I hope you get a deer today, buddy. I love you. Me too. You. I love you too. Hey, guys, if y'all want any bald-headed country boy shirts, we still got some of those black and gray. And uh, I think everything through at least double XL. We might have some triple XLs running through there too. So if you need one of those, 
You can get it on jessewaynetaylor.com. If you like listening to some original music, y'all know I got some of that floating around out there. All you got to do is type my name in whatever search engine of whatever listening platform that you use. Um, Heck yeah. Hope y'all having a great day out there. I hope you keep on having a great day, and we will be back with y'all here in about a month. Peace out. Peace. Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing.